You are listening to The Weekend View on SAFM. Uh, big news yesterday, Oscar Pistorius was released on bail. Mixed reactions to the release of murder convict Oscar Pistorius. He was released, uh, not bail, correction, he was released on parole yesterday after serving 10 years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend, Reva Steen, come back in 2013. The Paralympian became eligible for parole in March last year after serving half of his sentence of 13 years and five months for murder. Pumzile Mlangeni reports. The release of Oscar Pistorius has become a contentious topic. Some people feel that the time served was not enough for the crime he committed, while others believe he paid his dues. The mother of Riva Stenkamp, June, is among those who believe he has not been rehabilitated, though she has forgiven him. The public has also weighed in on the release of the Blade Runner. If you can't take your blame for taking a life, you don't deserve to get a short time like that. So my opinion is it's unfair because her family took a big loss. I think it's quite fair because he's a human being like us as well. He deserves to get freedom. We might have did something wrong, but everyone deserves to be forgiven. Because I'm a woman. As a woman, if Oscar is coming out and is coming out like so, so quickly, I'm not happy for that because I'm a woman. I feel pain as a woman. Civil rights movement Not In My Name has welcomed his release on parole. The organization's Temba Masango says his parole placement is in line with the Correctional Services Act and hopes he will reintegrate well into society. Parole placement forms part of the total rehabilitation program in correcting offending behavior and may include continuation of programs aimed at reintegration while in the system of community corrections. NGO Sonke Gender Justice says while they acknowledge concerns surrounding Pistorius's release, he also deserves a second chance. The organization Subafana Kumalo. And I know that this is concerning for many in society because um, it is assumed that um, it's almost like like letting off someone that has committed a heinous crime. Uh, but I do think that we need to balance it with our intentions in terms of our values in our constitution, um, that everyone has to be given an opportunity to um, have a second chance uh, in life, um, especially when they have at least served uh, a part of their sentence as prescribed by law. Although out of prison doors, his movements remain limited as is still regarded as a prisoner. Legal practitioner Mpumelelo Zigalala says his sole focus would be geared towards his reintegration. But my suspicion would be maybe for the first few months he's simply going to enjoy life outside uh, outside prison and take things slowly. And then at a later stage or closer to the end of his, of his sentence, then he can start getting back to training, for example, start getting back to interacting with, with other community members with the sole view of getting his life back after his term or prison term has ended. Pistorius's sentence will expire in December 2029. Pumzile Mlangeni, SABC News, Pretoria. Let's get more reaction on this. We're joined on the line by the Acting Executive Director for the People Opposing Women Abuse, or POWER, Naledi Kwadi. Naledi, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. What are your thoughts on the release of Oscar Pistorius on parole? Good morning, John, and thank you for having us. Anytime you have a perpetrator of violence, especially of femicide, released, it, it's disappointing not only to the organizations that work in gender-based violence and femicide, but to victims of gender-based violence and, and, and more egregiously, the those who do not survive that gender-based violence, which are, are femicide victims. So while we understand the role of parole in the community, 
and within the Department of Corrections, we are quite disappointed when we see perpetrators released more so before they have finished their sentence. So you want them to stay in jail until the end of their allotted sentence? That is what you would essentially want to see, because in in the mind of of those who, who have suffered as a result of their actions, there is no end of the sentence. Um, Mrs. Dienkamp was quite clear in her statement when mm. she said they are serving a life sentence. Uh, Reva's gone forever from that family and Oscar Pistorius has an opportunity to restructure his life and, and, and think of things anew, which is something that Reva is never going to have. But you know, the liberal in me will say you've got a, a you know, he's, he's done his time in jail. He's, he's not free now. He will be uh, a whole lot of restrictions that he that he has to follow. He's being integrated back into society. He's done his time. That's correct. And he has done his time. But essentially, he has done um, enough to be be eligible for parole. And the issue with parolees is that there, there are certain criteria that you have to meet. Mm. That criteria does not necessarily measure whether or not you're still a danger to women out in our society. And while we also appreciate the fact that South Africa is a human rights-based organization and it focuses on the idea that um, offenders can be rehabilitated, the rate of gender-based violence and the conviction rates are so low that even in a 2007 judgment, um, the High Court did state that it needs to behave in a way that that speaks to this need to root out the evil that is gender-based violence. Part of the problem is somebody might be on parole, but uh, are there enough people to make sure that they are, they are following the rules and they're going through the psychological tests and, and uh, that, that danger to society? Is, is somebody checking to see if they are a danger to society still? So when you look at Oscar Pistorius's parole conditions, things like anger management um, sessions and as well as GBV counselling is, mm. is required. So it is easy to show up and sign the register. But to actually measure whether or not someone has changed, whether someone's view and, and, and entitlement to women's bodies has changed is much harder. And our knowledge of the Department of Correctional Services is that it has limited capacity. So while the will may be there, while there will be people within that organization that are trying to make sure that those who are paroled are in fact rehabilitated or working on rehabilitation, it's very hard to be able to assess because they themselves are limited in that capacity. Is there a problem with the parole system as a whole in South Africa? It, it would be unwise to, to problematize the entire um, parole system in South Africa because compared to other countries, I mean, South Africa does try in terms of centering the victim. Um, they do get the statements from the family and most families are quite open. But because of this idea of a balance of justice and because of the legal requirements under the parole system, um, I want to say that in some instances, there is a need to re- to release those who are rehabilitated. Mm. I think because of the scourge that we are fighting as a country, we're trying to say the harsher we are to perpetrators of gender-based violence and femicide, the more likely we are to see a decrease in those numbers as a result of fear of actual punishment. Yeah, so what message is now being conveyed to society in the fight against gender-based violence? Um, it, it's, it's, it's a sad one and it's a worrying one um, because, one, it essentially speaks to this idea that gender-based violence and femicide are viewed like most other crimes and you will be eligible for parole at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I would like to, to highlight how it would feel for most survivors 
to have somebody released because, as Mrs. Tiencom said, it's a lifelong sentence. And while the bail conditions are such that you are not allowed to come near your victim or those you have affected, what you find essentially happening is that the fear of bumping into your per perpetrator is further exacerbated by the fact that you know that you're eligible for parole almost after half of your sentence has mm. been served. Yeah, we're not even talking about how 13 years and five months for, for murder. Is there accountability? Is, is there lack of, a lack of accountability with convicted criminals being released so early? There is a definite lack of accountability because when you look at it from an offender perspective, once you are sentenced to a sentence like 15 years, more often than not, you're actually, you know that you, you will most probably serve seven and a half, which is something that's not common knowledge to survivors. And, and, and those who have died at the hands of, of, of perpetrators. So the accountability is quite limited. And we see that in the low conviction rates, not just of femicide, but of gender-based violence, of assault, GBH, yeah. of rape, of, of attempted rapes. So the accountability standard is low. But what we do appreciate is that when there are those cases that are quite egregious, that you do see the NPA going full force in trying to get that conviction. Even with Oscar Pistorius' judgment, it went under a review mm. and the sentence increased. But we still highlight the fact that the low rates of convictions that are related to gender-based violence offences speak to a lack of accountability within the country. The correctional services are quite proud of their victim-based system. In other words, they're looking out for the victims more than the criminals. Would you say they have a, a victim-based system? I would want to disagree on the basis that there are instances where even victims will say, we do not feel that it is time for this person to be released. I will feel very, very unsafe, mm. even with the bail conditions. And when you look at how much that is weighed against the programs that offenders are attending within the legal, within the correctional services system and whether or not the social workers and, and the structures that be within that are considered have changed, it, 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 it speaks to a... It speaks to a, a certain cognitive dissonance. Thank you very much to the Acting Executive Director for the People Opposing Women Abuse, Naledi Kwadi.